Good morning, queens and kings. It's your girl, Queen Sassy Shoemate, your chocolate drop of truth. And today I have a special guest with me, my friend Tasha. We've been friends since elementary. Oh my God, I just thought about it. Yeah, all the way from elementary. Um, and I think I forgot to say, but this is the golden conversation. And I have my, my good friend Tasha on here. And um, today's topic will be about processing the pain to process the pain into power and um before i get into that uh tasha would you like to share anything about yourself or anything yes so um as you know i have been going through a lot um in the last few years with my health Uh and I never really let it get me down too much to the point where um, I just stopped working towards things. So that's that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, or we can get into it uh, later if you want to get into more detail about your health and oh. want to explain the background of it. But um, my first question is is uh. I had sent a group um, to a, a certain certain people that I trust, and I send a list of the different topics. And I was just wondering what made that topic stand out for you. Like, what made you want to talk about that topic? Um, basically because of my health, and basically because of the things that I've been through in my life, and how I'm always told by people that they admire me. Um, you know, I've been through a lot. So they wonder how I get through things and how I don't show that it does get me down and I continue to um, prosper and I continue with being resilient. Do you uh, mind explaining uh, to people um, about your, your, um, your health condition so they can have a little bit of a backstory of how we got into this topic? Yes. So, um, a few years ago, 2018, I was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I found out was strange because I kept having weird symptoms where my stomach was hurting a lot and I was starting to lose weight and I couldn't really eat much because it hurt really bad. So I kept, you know, talking to the doctor about, um, you know, I'm having these pains and, you know, of course, you know, as women and black women, they're not going to automatically look into things they're oh you need to lose weight oh it's a stress it's stomach ulcers all these other things and then one doctor was like no none of this adds up so she did a bunch of labs and it turned out i had a high amount of white blood cells and a high amount of platelets Mm. and i got diagnosed um that same weekend and the um the treatment began and the treatment was the hardest part of the diagnosis like the symptoms before wasn't that bad, but the, the treatment is what really got me down. And even though, like, I had to take a step back from the things that I was doing, like working um, really, like, 12-hour days at work and things like that, and take a step back for a while and, and, and reanalyze everything in my life. And now I'm, I'm in remission. And mm-hmm. I've been able to get back to the things that I was doing before. Um, 
but that diagnosis that really that really I'm not gonna lie it hurt <laughs> um, yeah. emotionally it hurt so I um, I can understand and empathize I didn't get diagnosed with uh, any type of um, illness but I remember being as you know me and you have talked several times just being um, going to doctor's appointments when I had my fibroids and how as black women that we have to really be self-advocates for ourselves in the health field, period. And I'm proud of you for being consistent and like going into the doctor saying like, this is not right, this is not right. And that allowing that other doctor to be able to um, really take the time to really see what what was really going on. So then you can change whatever um, healthy uh, habits that you need to change in your life to be where you are today. And so I appreciate that. And I'm, and I, I, I know you, you tired of people saying it, but I, I really do admire how you didn't take no for an answer or just throw it under the bridge, like throw it under the bus. Cause a lot of times in, in, um, in a health field, women who do not really allow themselves to be heard we, we they somebody in the in your situation somebody could have died from that because they they took it as oh she's stressed or or she's overweight or you know what i mean and mm-hmm. when nobody ever ever known so i i applaud you and i i i get how you feel when you are giving news about your health and you feel I don't even though you know you have people to support you but you still feel kind of alone it, it it's it's support I got support but it's just not a lot of people can understand how it feels to be someday, you know, if, 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 if you had not advocated for yourself, you could have been gone. You could have been, you know, with, with no explanation. So, um, and I do like what you just said about women who don't speak up because they don't know, they just take the first answer that they get. And I don't, I want to, I feel like I have to be an example for that. Um, I see it all the time on social media. Um, I've had friends, other friends, other family tell me that, you know, they treated me this way when I was at the doctor and they said this and that, but that doesn't feel right. I'm not quite sure, you know, if that's the right answer. And I've, you know, I've told my story to them and I say, you need to make sure, you know, you're comfortable, even if you have to get a second or third opinion, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, How did you work? I was just All about right. to say, how did you work through that process? Like, how, like, like um, I know, like, I know first you had to, like, mentally, like, this is real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, having to to adjust to that's what they're telling you and then, like, going on for that. Like, how, how what was that process? Um, For a while, I was depressed. Um for a while, um, but I, I I got tired of being depressed. <laughs> I, um, start seeing a therapist. Um, yes, I'd be excited. Black yeah. girls need therapy, and it is nothing yes. wrong with it. Girl, I got a session this Thursday. But anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah, I started seeing a therapist, and she gave me some tools um, because I was already kind of dealing with a little depression just from, you know, things that happened in my past. Um, but that that last, you know, getting diagnosed was what really broke me. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing a therapist, um, and I started reaching out to other people, you know, and venting about things. And I kind of, like, learned to start accepting things for what they are too yeah um as far as people in my life like wanting to change people and things like that because that contributes to stress too and that contributes to your health and so I had to start cutting some people off in order to empower myself um you get a lot of people who who don't understand and kind of want to keep you down because of something that they're going through or, you know, they kind of make funny, oh, you're seeing a therapist, like that, you know, black people don't see therapy, stuff like that. So I, I started seeing a therapist and I started reaching out to my support people and people who are willing to support me as I'm willing to support them. I agree a hundred percent. I don't, I mean, that's that's another topic within itself uh, of talking about um why in the black community that they have such um, a negative stigma on um, therapy. That's a whole nother topic. Um, Cause I, I applaud you for um, taking, taking the steps to start your, your, your gain your power back um, of gaining who you are uh, of, of allowing that this is a part of you, but this is not who you are. I think sometimes when people get told about different things about their health, it's like they make that as a label. Like that's them. That that's just them. Like the years you've been on this earth don't count. You just got this illness, and then that's that's it. And reality is, it's like you're not identifying yourself as this illness. You are identifying yourself as a person who so happened this came into your you know in your path, and you are still able to adjust and accept the challenges and get yourself out of that that dark space i think a lot of times especially in the black community that since it's just a negative stigma on therapy or taking care of your mental health or sometimes when you um feel the need to like distance yourself to certain uh family members or certain people is all of a sudden you're acting funny or you're acting brand new it's just like no i got an eye opener of what really matters and what the people with the people who are actually there for me and encouraging me and then the people who are putting me down like naked. yeah people don't like <laughs> when you set boundaries they do not like that no and so most of my boundaries come from being a parent because I have to be here for my daughter first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so even with with being ill, like I have to be able to take care of myself so I can be there for her. And she is my biggest inspiration. So um yeah. Yeah, people don't people not like boundaries, but yeah. <laughs> so from what like from what I'm I'm getting from our conversation uh, us processing the pain into power is like first is it's like accepting and then it's yeah. like um understanding where you are like if you're unhappy in a situation it's like it's up to you to get yourself 
out of that situation and okay. it's up to you to seek the the help that you need and also it's important to set boundaries um, and that can go for anything. Yeah. Um, and it can go for your health. It can go for your finances. Um, it can go for your living situation. You know, it can go for your spiritual life as well. So, you know, just understanding who you are or understanding where you want to be, um, it could it can make a huge difference in how you feel. I agree a hundred percent. And also it, I I got so excited that when you said that you um chose to uh to seek you know a therapist it's it's just like that makes me happy because it it allows me to know like you care about your your mental and your emotional well being and I think that is part of the process of you know the pain is to to actually have. A conversation with someone who does not know you from nowhere like you know like they don't know anything about you but what you bring to the table when you you know go for a session and i i feel like that's so important that you did that because i never had a negative stigma about therapy it's just that tv and you know in, in the media it it gave it a um a negative stigma of like what therapy is whereas yeah. it it's totally not that and i also i know this might sound random but i also want to thank my friend ashley she's the one who she um introduced me to therapy because she actually mm-hmm. explained to me the process and what goes on whereas when usually when you hear about people or therapy either they're ashamed to admit that they go to therapy or they had a negative um, experience because that's another thing that's a problem. Um, there's not a lot of black therapists or just therapists in general who are empathetic to people in the black community. So by you saying that, that just like really like was like, I don't know, I just get very excited. And I feel like it's a very important part of the process of healing your pain because it's you are helping yourself identify your struggles and how you can better yourself so you can be better for for yourself and for the people you love. And I know you mentioned that um, also your daughter was part of your uh, your process of helping you get out of that 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 pain situation. Like how did how did that motivate you? I see how it affects her, and even if she doesn't see it herself, like her her energy changed because my energy changed. Mm-hmm. So I, I want her to be happy. So I have to make her ha- make myself happy before I can do anything for her. So I got her. She's also in therapy too. So that's good. I think kids. I feel like kids need it just as much. Sometimes we we go through things and we don't realize how how it's affecting our children. Even if we don't think that we're is anything wrong with us, uh, anything that we're going through, our children feel it. Yeah, probably even harder than we're feeling it. So, um, you know, her grades were slipping and her behavior was changing. So that that 
was my inspiration for for working on myself. So when you when you started therapy, did you did you start first and then you introduced it to your daughter, or did you y'all started like different times? My daughter had been going already, but then we kind of stopped while I was sick. Oh. So um, I tried to get her in therapy and then myself because I seen how she was she was going through a lot. So I tried to get her in therapy first. And I see that even with her going to therapy, it's not going to make much of a difference if like, like she's talking to the therapist about things she's going through and she's telling them that, you know, my mom's sick and that worries me. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I am sick, but I'm also able to get through things too. If I, if I talk to someone, you know, I can't just be depressed and sending her off if I'm not working on myself as well and even if I am sick you know I can do little stuff to make myself feel better hmm. you know so oh you know me I you know I love me some self-care so what are some things you like to do to make yourself feel good or enjoy some self-care I like, <laughs> you said what I like I like Amazon oh yeah Amazon uh, <laughs> girl Amazon is the new shopping it's like you can get everything off Amazon <laughs> Yes, you can. So I go to Amazon. I get like, I get nail polish. I just bought some earrings. Um, I like to take bubble baths. Um, I, I just recently started. My 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 studio don't have a tub, girl. I miss that. But go ahead. <laughs> I just started walking again because yes. I wasn't doing. Like I said, I was depressed for a while, so I just started walking again. And I like working, and I know that sounds crazy. But working really does give me, like, motivation because I, when I was sick, I couldn't work as much as I was. So yeah, I remember you going to work, expressing feeling just feeling, Yeah, just feeling normal. Like, just feeling like things, I can do things that I wasn't able to do while I was sick. And even with, you know, I was, I was able to work a little bit, but the medicine was affecting my body so much that everything just seemed like 10 times harder. So um, I've been off for a few weeks, so I'm... Um, I feel a lot better, and uh, we're we're testing every month to make sure it doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying about it, um, and I do pray a lot too. That that makes me feel better. Sometimes, even if you can't talk to a therapist, I kind of pray because that gets things out that I didn't know I was holding in. Do you do you um, journal as well? Sometimes I do do journaling. Um, I sometimes draw. Sometimes I do art. I don't have my art, but I do 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 some painting sometimes. Um, I'm trying to find different ways to do things. To um, I did recently move, so like a lot of stuff. Um, it's scary. Haven't do everything is kind of like I don't know. Some things are kind of unorganized, but um, yeah, those are some things I do. Um, I like to go to the movies. Me too. I be going, uh, out. girl. I love going to. Uh, people be sleeping on Grand Lake Theater. I go to Grand Lake Theater oh, yeah. all the time because the uh, like, them tickets be cheap. <laughs> they be cheap, and it don't be a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And then me and my daughter, we bake sometimes on my off days. We like to make like cookies, brownies. Um, she does help me cook sometimes when she when she's not on her game but you know just little stuff you know just doing things that I, I that I, that I was really not able to really do much of while I was sick Did would you say that 
of having is it okay is it, is it when i say illness is that okay to say illness illness is okay it, it was it is an illness well, I, I just ask that because you know sometimes i you know certain terms you know but i from what i'm hearing from like what you're saying like do you feel like um by having having this illness it and and once you your body was healed or you know you overcome the the obstacle of it do you feel like it 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 opened your eyes to things that people take for granted like you know what i mean like how you were saying like how you like to go to work like you know or how you like to go walk you know all those things like do you do, do you feel like it kind of opened your eyes of things that some people may take for granted on a daily basis where at, at, at one point in your life you weren't able to be consistent in doing those things like did i make that make sense or no that makes a lot of sense so before i got sick i was like at work grumpy all the time like I, you know i drive the bus so mm-hmm. you know passengers do stuff that irritates you and you just get mad and take it out on people like and go you know stuff yeah. like that so now i just I, I like being at work you know sometimes they do things that irritate me it go from one year out the other you know i could be at home sick in bed but i'm here at work making some money and able to financially support myself and my daughter and i'm also taking care of my nephew so I, may, I, I appreciate things. Um, I appreciate my daughter more. Like before I was taking care of her, I was at work all the time. So I was at, wasn't seeing her as much. But when I'm off work, I appreciate that more because now we are able to, to bond better because of our, you know, our therapy and the things we have been through. So, yeah, you know, so sometimes we- things happen that you don't, you don't, feel like and I'm not saying being sick is a blessing but having the experience of 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 being sick and then healing it it was a blessing yeah that's what that's like I, I I'm one of those people that's like part of saying the process is the pain is power and I feel like through your process of the of the pain of finding out about the illness um going through the different emotions of being depressed and other um, things that you expressed that was going on in your life and then you having the strength to like pull yourself out of that black hole and then going to um, get professional help seeking therapy and you know also making sure that your daughter gets um, the same um, assistance um, to helping uh, which I admire because you are educating your child that taking care of your emotional and spiritual well-being is important um is not the answer but it does help and so i admire that because a lot of times you don't really see especially in the black community families or any type of family like encouraging you to get that support they just get so caught up with the negative stigma about it and um and i like how you 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 change the situation to something positive that you've seen that okay, the things that I might have was doing on a regular basis before I knew I had this illness and then now me knowing that I had it and I'm healed from it, I can appreciate things more that I I probably wouldn't have appreciated before. So I feel like in that process, that's how you gain your power back of allowing yourself to live in the moment and embrace every moment and understanding like, you know, people go through stuff and with 
you know, you can't always sweat the little stuff that people said. Like the example you said, you drive the buses and, you know, some, I know I'm a passenger. I know some <laughs> passengers can be real nasty mm-hmm. and allow, and not allowing that to, to ruin your whole day. It's like more of like, you're more grateful of the fact, like I'm able to go to work, provide for my family and then come home and spend time with my daughter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times people don't see that, that, that outcome, that power in, in that they, they'll still be coming home and bringing that negative energy that they, they experience at work. They bring it home and then that stirs up a pot at home. And it's just like, He's not going to want to come home every day because you started some stuff at home. Exactly. I want to be at home and be in peace. You know, take that at work. Leave home at home and leave work at work. I am a strong advocate of work is work, home is home, family, family. Like, I don't like to, I mean, sometimes you can mix and, you know, dabble. And sometimes it's like, (laughs) <laughs> I need my space like and I I'm, I I'm at a point where just like so much is going on in my life as well so it was just like for me I, I talk about processing things as you know I had experienced two deaths and um mm-hmm. and then also that you know that year I, when my cousin passed um I had the fibroids so it's just like I'm trying to process all these different emotions and be there for myself so I can be there for others. Like, I know it's cliche, but they always say, if your cup not full, how can mm-hmm. you pour? You know, I want my cup to be overflowing. Like, I want my cup to be overflowing like a water fountain to the point where I'm never empty. And, I, you know, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I have my moments. But not allowing those moments to take over my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people, that's why I say process, because, you know, process is an ongoing thing. And I feel like sometimes people get so stuck in the pain that they don't understand how they can use it to empower themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like this was a very important um, conversation to have, because I, I I really do feel, especially people in our our um our generation, they get obstacles or they'll get news. Like, you know, how you found out about what happened to you and how I found out. I ain't gonna lie. When I found out I had five bros, I'm like, damn, I'm not married. I ain't got no kids. Like, God damn, they gonna take my box. Like, like, that's how I felt. I did. That's how I felt because that's another thing. Like, you know, a lot of black women have fibroids and they don't talk about it because it, it, they got to the point where it was so bad that they had to get a hysterectomy. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for me, I was able to self-advocate for myself and make sure that that's the only thing they took was the fibroids and not nothing right. else. But it's just people will take what they hear and just like stay in that in that bubble. Like they'll just stay in that one, you know, emotion. And it's just like, I think that's how people spiral into a, a very deep depression of pain because they take that and they just spiral down whereas just allowing yourself to feel the pain it's okay to feel pain but it's important for you to see the light as well and I just think that 
that's where the empowerment comes from. Does that make sense? Hopefully. <laughs> it makes sense. A lot of the time you don't even know that there is a way out. So yeah. that's why I said therapy is very important. Having a strong support system, setting boundaries. That's very important because some people, they like, they thrive in your pain. So right. you, have to, you, have to, you have to be able to recognize that, you know? So yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that (laughs) like it it, is I'm glad you said that because I I'm I'm on this journey of 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 realizing it too is is that sometimes people who are in your circle family friends close friends whoever it may be they like to see you in that 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 bubble that circle they don't Mm -hmm. they don't want to see you get bigger they don't they don't want to water you they don't want to feed you it's like they they rather you just stay grounded and once you realize like the little comments and what people say even family members like when they say little things it's just like okay they don't even realize that that's that shit is toxic mm-hmm. and that's the part that that i'm at is like I'm seeing things. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I know I'm not perfect. I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm always going to be a work in progress until the day, you know, God calls me home to be either six feet under or some ashes. But I just, I'm at a point where it's just like, if I see toxic stuff and it's just like, I can't be around it. Like I, I can't because it's just like, because if you try to explain or, you know, let the, let them see then it's just like depending on the person's mindset, they're gonna see it as you're trying to attack them, or you're being negative, or so it's just like to avoid that whole little tornado of emotions. That's what I'm gonna call it. I, you know, I, I just, you know, stay away and try to surround myself with more positive people. Um, and surround myself what i'm learning now is to 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 surround myself with people who's on the same path as me or people who are a i don't want to say above me but you know they're in a position where i want to be so i'd rather be mm-hmm. around that if that make you know i and that's nothing i need to stop working on i need to stop working on uh if that makes sense and believing like girl you do make sense <laughs> You make sense. I give it to you. Some people who are, are you can learn, or people who can help you grow. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. I think that that's part that's part of the em- empowerment of going going through it. And I, out of curiosity, did you talk to any other people who had the same like illness as you, or? And got their input or like how did how did that part go? I'm just out of curiosity. So when I first was diagnosed, there was a support group at Kaiser I used to go to. And I kinda felt a little bad about going because some of the women like like I have leukemia. It's not something I have to go through radiation for. I just take a chemo pill every day. It just makes me really tired and drained. Mm. Some of these women they had to take like surgeries and radiation, have had things removed from them, you know, lost hair and things like that. And and I'm just like, here I am. I'm just tired, you know, 
So, you know, I, I am worn down, but, you know, I haven't had it as hard as that. So I've gone through that support group, and then there's a, a support group on my Facebook um, for, for um, people who do have this form of leukemia there's like four or five forms of it so oh i didn't um, even know that it was, it was different forms of it yeah there's there's several forms of it and i've seen and i've talked to them and a lot of people who do have it are older um the ones who are younger um they are well a lot of them i've met a lot of one um people who were my age who had it who got it around 30 because I was 31 when I was diagnosed. I newly 31 when I was diagnosed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, like, literally two weeks after my birthday. So, they... um. Oh, wow. I didn't you know, know you found out yeah. two weeks after your birthday. Yeah, yeah, I found out May 31st. Um, my birthday is May 16th. Oh. So, they... um. There are some people that I know that are still on medicine. Um... There's some people I know that 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 have been through remission, and um, they don't have to take any treatment. Some people have been on off treatment and have had to go back on. But you know, talking to people about it who relate and you know who have gone through it and you know have the same obstacles I've had, it does it doesn't make you feel like oh I'm lucky or anything like that. It's more like oh okay, so it's not just me. I'm not alone. You know, there are other people in the world who understand and, um, you know, maybe we can talk and, you know, help each other out if we're, like, feeling low or anything like that. But, yeah, um, I've had that support group. I met a couple of people in person. I worked mm-hmm. with someone who actually has it. Oh. Uh, she said she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't take any medicine for it. She feels good all the time. So some people, they don't. I don't know. It's just weird. Like they don't accept it or anything like that. Like they just, oh well, I'm just gonna live my life. You know, I'd rather just live instead of being on the medicine and, and miserable or anything like that. But I'm glad I took the medicine, <laughs> and I'm glad I'm still here because who knows what would have happened had I not, and who knows what I would have been putting my daughter through had I not. So that's that's. I feel like. What you're saying, it, it, I call it healthy risk, you know, because uh-huh. it's like every uh, different different illnesses affect people's body differently. Uh-huh. And I always say that it's important for you to know your body better than any doctor or ner- nurses feel. Like okay. that's important because they can't tell you how you feel. You are, you know, that's your body. You know how your body feels. So by you taking that, like the healthy risk of like, I'm going to trust them to a certain extent that, okay, this medication will benefit me or will help me with X, Y, and Z. And and I feel like sometimes when, when we find out things about our health, sometimes we do need to take that healthy risk of like, okay, I might need to take this medication but then also, you know, knowing like, okay, this medication is working, this medication is not working, this medication is making me feel this type of way, you know, still being a, a advocate for yourself of, you know, of what works for you, but to um to communicate with other people about what their choices are and for you to 
know what was best for you. Because you know how sometimes you can talk to other people about your situation and then sometimes it kind of make you like, am I doing the right thing? Or am I doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it makes you seem like, well, it working for them or, you know, and maybe I should do this. And then, then you come to the realization like, no, I know myself and I know what is working for me. And that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to what is working for you. And I, I, I appreciate that you're doing, that you, you have the mindset to do that because we live in a world where it's just like a lot of times we second guess ourselves a lot. Yeah. You get those people who, oh, have you tried the natural remedies? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you know and sometimes that work as far as maintaining your health and things like that. But when you get diagnosed with something that's genetic and that, that, that the diet does not control that's uh-huh. that's when you have to like have look into other options, you know. Yes, that's that, and I, I did the same thing. Like when I found my fibroids, I tried doing the healthy, you know, the the um, the uh, the teas and stuff that they had, and I was very surprised that when I was open about my my fibroids, like it was a lot of different like women who were like commenting on my posts and like sending me messages saying like I'm proud of you for even you know being an advocate for yourself um you know I was unfortunate you know I had to get a hysterectomy or I had to you know I wasn't able to bear you know it was just all these different different things and and what they don't know when when they give you news like that I'm not gonna lie I had a breakdown when they when they told me uh I would have to have surgery and um and that it was that when I had the surgery, I wouldn't be able to uh, do natural birth. I, I, if if God put it upon my heart to you know have a child, I would have to have I would have to have a C section because of you know I had the the procedure. At one point, I was really devastated by that. Like I was really like, oh shit, I can't push mm-hmm. out naturally. Like I wanted I wanted the whole experience, you know. But then <laughs> I did. <laughs> I know some people look like, you sure you want that experience? <laughs> I, I see it. I see it on your face, Tasha. You look like, you sure you want that natural experience? But it was just like, I, I never experienced it. I wanted to at least have that that opportunity. And then one of my close friends had to bring it to my attention. That it's just like, be grateful that you still have the opportunity to even have a child, regardless if it's, through you know vaginal or you know through a c-section just just like be be grateful that you even have that as a choice because there's some women that don't have that option at all mm-hmm. so it's just like you know i'm one of those people that I, you know i is to i have to see the brighter side i'm not gonna say i'm just like you know a positive patty all the damn time but it is important to see the brighter side of you know, situations to help, you know, put, to pull yourself through, to, to see the light, to, to see how empowering that can be. Like, I, I just had to like, I, I really did, but you should have seen me. I was in that thing like, and then the doctors are so like, not, um, uh, what's the word? Empathetic or, or, or had any, cause they were just like, it. Like, no, we you know do how, this every day. Like you know how they <laughs> ask questions like are are you sexually active? 
do you have a um are you have a partner and da, da, da. and i'm like no i'm not sexually active no i don't have a partner and then if she was just like before i decided because this is this is a year before i decided to have the surgery well she was just like well you can try to get pregnant to see if you can get pregnant bitch did you just what? not hear girl i'm serious this is what she told me this is what she told me after we had a little conversation about you know you're not in a relationship blah 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 she was just like well you can go ahead and try and have a baby you know, to see if you can have a baby at this time. I'm just like, but bitch, did you not hear me say I'm not in a committed relationship? Did you not hear me say that I'm not, you know, sexually active? So you basically trying to tell me, go ahead, bust it wide open with, with anybody and try to have your child. <laughs> that's how I took it. What are you supposed to do that with? Like, you just said, like, what? But that's, what, that's the thing that people don't realize. Like, these doctors and nurses sometimes are not, they don't be thinking about what they be saying to people. No, they don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that was a painful experience for me. It's just like... You just gave me this bad news and now you want me to go have a baby with anybody. Like, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not just about to just pop out a child with just anybody. But it it, it was... It, it, it was crazy. I, I had to call somebody to help calm me down. Cause I was just like, I can't believe they really said that shit to me. It's and I I I I responded back in the email. I I actually, um, I don't know if you watched Red Table Talk, but mm-hmm. um, we know Jada Pika's show. I it was an episode on Jada Pika's show, and it was uh, it was about if I can find it again. I, I don't know if I sent it to you. I probably did. I don't know, but it was it was about black women in the medical feel when they in the hospital and the experience that they have and what these doctors and and nurses say to them in this time of like need and it's just like shocking and then they have done studies on um uh, i think me and you talked talked about it through instagram yeah about they did studies about how they think that black women are so strong and that they can endure any type of pain and it'll, you know, everything will be okay. And when we come in for symptoms, just like how you just said, you came in for having, you know, stomach cramps and all these different things and how they just like disregarded as something else. And then when reality is it was something more than what they, they said. And it's just like, it's like, why do we have to constantly keep, like, you have to check, you have to do this. You have to do this. Like you have to really be on them. Cause if not, They'll let they'll send your ass home to die. Yeah, they will. Oh, that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other topic. I have another experience with that recent, but yeah, they um you you have to do your own research before you go. You have to go in knowing, you know, pretty much knowing what's going on. Know your body more than than they do because they will not take you serious at no. all. So um, they won't. Yeah. Yeah, and I know, I know, me and you had talked about that, but it's just like, but it's just like that's. I think she said that to you, but yeah, yeah, she did. I, I, I remember because she worked in two offices. Sometimes she worked in the one in San Leandro, not San Leandro. She worked at the one in Oakland, and then they had built a a, a new one in Berkeley. And so I went to go check mm-hmm. her out in the one in Berkeley, and I could like I was just like about to be in tears, and I was just like. I can't believe she said that to me. Like I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, okay, you, you, so you want me to be like 
it's like I, I have nothing against people that has single mothers like my mother was a single mother whatever but it's just like you are encouraging it like that's how i took it like yeah <laughs> like you it's like it's, it's people who are single mothers not by choice you get what i'm saying different situations come up things happen i get that but you was encouraging me to just do the dude and, and just pop out a baby so for the sake of medical experimentation that's what it seemed like that's what it was and then what made it so crazy was she was willing to just schedule me an appointment to have the surgery without me talking to the doctor without you know all this other stuff and once i like once i send her that video about red table talk and about how I've been taking my my health series for since the day I started my cycle since I was 13 years old or 12 years old and I used to come in with these symptoms of blood clots and bad cramps it was always dis- disregarded since I was 12 12 13 years old of a heavy period a heavy cycle and then when I started getting older and I found out I had fibroids and I did the research those are some of the symptoms that let you know that you might have fibroids when you have a heavy period, bad cramps, and clogging in your, you know, when you have your cycle. And I say, and you trying to tell me I don't care about my health? Well, I mean, you better think again. You don't care about my health. That's what the issue is. But she gave me the best, uh, I will say, when I had my procedure, she gave me the best um, doctor surgeon mm-hmm. i had the best team they cared about my well-being they did everything that they were supposed to do for me making sure that my experience as a black woman in the hospital was a great experience and i'm grateful to i'm able to to say that i had a great experience with my my, my procedure because a lot of times when those people were hitting me up about, you know, their procedures and what they happened, everybody didn't have a pleasant um, experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the importance of processing the pain and making it into power. Like, I had to process that pain that I was having and, and, and empower myself to educate other people, especially black women. I'm a sadist. Every time I have a chance to, is to be your own self-advocate um, make sure if they are using terminology that you don't know, be like, excuse me, what do you mean by that? <laughs> can you break okay. that can you break that down in a way that I can understand? Because I am not a nurse or a doctor, so I don't understand those terms. Break it down. And they have to. Yeah, they do. They they have to. You're 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 paying them to to, to, to do these things, so you know, just because they've been to college for tens of thousands of years and <laughs> learned these things, that don't mean that they don't have an obligation to to uh, help you understand what's going on. And I think people forget that, too, because they might be feeling a little intimidated and things like that. But that's their job. I feel like you know, in the medical field, I think in the medical field, I feel like they should at least have three trainings or two trainings a year about being um, empathetic and, and sympathetic to patients. Because when I was in college, I forgot the name of it, but they get desensitized because they they see it so much or they, mm-hmm. they see a certain population of people having these certain health issues 
that they make it seem like it's like a common cold. Like, oh, you're just coughing. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. And it's just like, no, you need to have some more, some more. Why am I coughing so much? Why is this happening? What, what this? Why is it happening for so long? It should, you know, what can I do to to to, to change it? Yes, and uh, I think it was health disparities, like all these different little health disparities, especially that's in the black community and the Latino or Hispanic community that they just don't take take responsibility for and i feel like they should have trainings like mandatory trainings at least twice a year about how to support your 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 patients and how to um even if it is bad news or you consider it bad news how to be um considerate of how they are feeling in that moment because mm-hmm. a lot of times they can see that you are in pain or you're hurt or whatever. And they say the most, you just, you be surprised with the shit that come out of their mouth. It's like, do you, did you not just see me in pain? Like, did you not just hear what you just told me? And you think that I'm just supposed to just process it all in, in that one moment? Like within itself, it's like, by you processing in yourself, it's like, okay, that's one thing. And then you got to process it again because you have to explain it to the ones you love. And then you got to, pro- you know how you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's like you have to process it in so many ways and to make sure that the people that you understand what's going on, that the people you love understand that what's going on and that they can be able to support you in the way that you need your support. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't realize that that's really a process to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It is a process. Um, there's a lot I can say about doctors. I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, they, 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 I will say though, when I, when I did get diagnosed, they did get me a social worker who was able to help me with a lot of things as far as like financial resources and support groups and things like that. So some, some, somewhat they were able to help me. Um, they helped me also get an, a, a therapist who specialized in patients with cancer. And um, I do appreciate that part. Um, I'm not sure if everyone gets that experience. Um, I don't, I don't think they do because I've, I've been told that they haven't. So I, you know, yeah. I get it. Well, it's getting close and I don't want to keep you long. And I know my little, uh, timer thing, it, it only lets me do like an hour or so. So I'll be like, okay. let me stay on it. But just to, um, sum up, I, ha- I, I, I looked down and I was supposed to take notes, but I'm gonna just go off the top of my head. So, um, <laughs> So from this topic of processing the pain into power, um, we, between our conversations, we discuss how it's important to um, accept the truth of what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. Being there for yourself, which that means seeking professional help, um, doing things that you enjoy, taking care of yourself so you can be there mentally, emotionally, 
and spiritually for the people that you love. Um, being your own self-advocate during the process of the pain and not allowing um, them to tell you what's going on, but you being the person to tell them what's going on and being that advocate for yourself um, and understanding that the the situations that come come our way, it's up to us to see how we look at it you know, the benefit of it, how you gave the example of, you know, at one point you didn't like going to work. And then after knowing that you had illness, it was just like, you were grateful that they, they had the ability to go to work and to not take home negative experience that happened on the job. You know, bring it home. Um, and then that's just all part of the, the, the process, processing of the pain and I'm turning it into power of not allowing those different obstacles that was in your life to bring you down or keep you in the in that dark space and you empowered yourself which um helps you empower others around you and also um by you fighting through this this illness and and being there for yourself and doing those little things that you enjoy ordering stuff off amazon or you know coloring nail polish um that also is showing your daughter that um self-care is important you know your mental health is important um that through life you're going to go through um challenges you're going to go through obstacles and you might have moments where you go you're in a dark space but it's up to you to you know pull yourself through which you are showing that with grace in my opinion to your daughter <laughs> showing her that and so to end it um what what would you would like to to express to people who who will listen to this and um need some encouragement of the process and the pain into power like what would you what would you want to leave and what would you want to say um my sister whenever i was going through stuff when i was um when i was younger before i even had got sick or whatever um her favorite quote to me was this too shall pass I'm not sure if she got that from the Bible. I'm not sure exactly where, but that quote always remains in my mind when I'm going through stuff. It's it's just a phase, you know, so you don't have to live in it. You're going to get through it, you know, look at what you want to happen and find ways to make it, make it work for you. Yes. Yes. I like that. I it is a scripture, but I can't think of what scripture it was. But <laughs> but overall, um, I I like it because it's basically basically saying that situations are temporary, mm-hmm. and you don't have to live in the temporary moments. And I I appreciate that. So thank you for sharing that. And like I always like to end my episode with. Um, it's your girl, Queen Sassy Shoemate, your chocolate job of truth, and my co-host, Tasha. And, <laughs> and to remember, you, you know, thank you for being on here. And um, to remember to, um, you know, live your life, but, you know, no regrets, just life lessons. So thank you.